Search no more, my friends. You have found the Sunday Stroll edition of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Putters, and along with my friend Joe Nicey, we're going to break down the NFL every week just for a few minutes, talk about who we like, who we dislike. If you're listening to us for the first time, wherever it is you listen to us, hit the subscribe button, hit the like, share with your buddies. If you don't like what you're hearing, just forget about what you heard. Try us again next week. We'll try to do a better job. Once again, this is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. Sunday Stroll Edition. Hi, everybody. My name is Andrew Putters, and this is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast Sunday Stroll Edition. I'm going to be, uh, we got a good show. We're going to recap last week, um, talk a little bit about injuries and some big news that just hit, well, it didn't just hit, but uh, came out after after some games there uh, on Sunday. Uh, we had news breaking breaking out, and there's probably going to be more to come in the short notice. So uh, stay tuned. And if you like what you hear, hit the like, hit the subscribe, share with your friends, share with everybody, man. We love, we want, we want to hear your feedback. Uh, if you got any questions you want to send us, send us on. Um, so, at further review, this is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. Like I said, I'm Andrew Putters. I'm here with my buddy Joe Nicely uh, from Roto Baller. And uh, this is the Turner Fantasy Golf Podcast Sunday Stroll Edition, where we talk NFL, because that's what you want to hear. We're getting a ton of feedback that they, people love the NFL, so that's where we're at. Um, as always, this show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up with Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is, the daily, is a daily fantasy sports app for Prather for player props they have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in the respective sport for nfl choose 10 out of the top 20 player player prop options to build your lineup each player prop has a fancy point associated with the over and under based on the likelihood it'll occur the more the points selection is worth the riskier it is rack up the most points and win your share of the prize pool Thrive has awarded $1.4 million since launching the app in 2018 and has a weekly guarantee NFL prize pool of $50,000. Use the promo code THETURN when signing up and get an instant bonus of 100% match up to $50. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the the App Store, Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com and sign up and prop up today. So week four in the books. Uh, before we uh, talk about our reactions, let me go ahead and give it a rundown. Denver uh, outlast New York Jets 37-28. Cincinnati, same with Jacksonville, 33-25. The Browns outscored the Dallas Cowboys, 49-38. New Orleans comes back against Detroit, 35-29. Seattle holds off the Dolphins, 31-23. Tampa Bay over the Chargers in a great game, 38-31. Ravens hold off Redskins or the Washington football team 31 17. Carolina an upset against Arizona. Maybe Arizona didn't all it's cracked up to be 31 21. Minnesota beats the uh, horrible Houston, Texas 31 23. The Giants get beat by the Rams in a uh, not fun to watch 17 to 9 showing. Same thing at Indianapolis beating the Bears 19 to 11. Finally, somebody put the Bears in their place. Buffalo beats the Raiders 30 to 23 in a thriller. The Eagles find a way to win, 25-20 over the 49ers. Kansas City uh, dominates 
New England Patriots on the COVID scare game, twenty-six to ten, and the Falcon and the Falcons are the Falcons. Thirty, they lose thirty to sixteen against the Green Bay Packers on the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. So, reactions from Week Five before we get in the news on the that we were gonna that said that came out this weekend. What's your reactions, Joe, on Week Four first? Can you get any reactions to stand out? Injuries, man. Um, just uh, we saw Austin Eckler go down, uh, which means a lot to me because he's on my season-long team along with Christian McCaffrey. Um, but it seems like injuries are really kind of kind of marring up this year, um, and I'm not sure if that's due to uh, not as much training camp because of the COVID. Um, but but it seems like uh, there's there's tons of significant injuries this year. Uh, we saw we saw Devontae Adams miss Monday Night Football. Uh, Cam Newton was on the COVID list. Um, we've had a couple COVID scares uh, with the Titans and Steelers and then the uh, Patriots and Chiefs. So that's something we're going to have to juggle going forward um, in, in all of our fantasy leagues and, and in DFS. Um, as far as strictly football, um, the Dallas Cowboys, man, um, you want to be targeting them every single week <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, not only them, but whoever's playing against them. Um, Buddy and I were talking last week that, that it could be an Odell Beckham week, and it, and it certainly was, man. Um, so I feel like any of these deep threats, um, we saw DK Metcalf have a big game, Calvin Ridley. Um, pretty much any quality receivers had a good game against the Cowboys. And their offense just continues to be forced um, to be aggressive and try to keep up. And Dak Prescott and these receivers are going to just roll up huge numbers as long as this defense is playing this way. Um, so that's kind of my big takeaway. That that was the thing that jumped out the most to me is um, kind of the significant injuries that we're seeing. And uh, the Cowboys, man. Um, are a team that we just want to constantly be targeting. I mean, we, we know there's some other ones out there. Um, the Seattle Seahawks kind of underperformed against Miami, um, but but I think Russell Wilson's going to continue to have a huge year, um, and I think we can target offenses against the Seahawks as well, similar to Dallas. Um, that, that's something to look at. The, the Saints uh, with Michael Thomas out. Um, Alvin Kamara's ownership was through the roof last week, but it was it was pretty well deserved. The spot didn't get much better, um, so he he kind of kind of underwhelmed a little bit. I think he had 20 DK points right there at 20. Um, Dalvin Cook's looking like Dalvin Cook again, um, and I think we can target this Houston Texans team on the ground. Um, they're they're proving to be horrible at stopping their own as well as everything else. But maybe that's your news you want to get to. Something yeah, new no news. News, news. I was going to get to is we have our first coaching vacancy uh, of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bill O'Brien out as Houston's head coach. That absolute horrible, horrible head coach. Uh, terrible play caller. Per- terrible maybe, game. Maybe a worse GM. Maybe <laughs> he might be a worse GM than a than a coach. He's just horrible. I mean, just horrible. He should have got fi- gotten fired as soon as he floated the idea of trading DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> that that should have been the the red flag for the who, whoever's making that decision. I know he's the GM. I guess the owner or ownership group. Well, uh, when, whenever he whenever he knocks on your door and says, "Hey, we're thinking about trading DeAndre Hopkins," that that's when you might want to you might want to call a board meeting there, guys. Uh, 
and, and send him on his way. It's a little bit too too little too late. Um, he he's already blew up your team. Well, I mean, to start off with the uh, the whole, I mean, it, it doesn't even look like they have a game plan when they play. I don't know. Uh, Man, they they have no game plan. They have no quality players outside of Deshaun Watson. Um, they have no draft picks. Um, the Miami Dolphins have their first and second next year. Um, I, mean, I, I don't remember. I mean, we, we've seen worse teams. I mean, this is a playoff team. Um, so, I mean, they were obviously talented, um, and that almost makes it worse um, because we've seen, you know, horrible organizations have horrible stretches. Um, we've seen a lot of coaching turnover with, with some of these organizations, but it, it's almost worse that Houston – has has wasted this talent, and Bill O'Brien has um, exploded this team as well as their future. Um, I really feel feel for Deshaun Watson. You have to wonder what this is going to mean for his career. Really, um, he he just signed a long term deal with Houston. So, yeah, man, um, it's it's I guess a good thing for the long run if you're a Houston Texans fan. But man, they're they're in rough shape for the foreseeable future because of some of his decision making. Yeah, so um, that and the defense is getting old too. So I mean that that was their that was their silver lining. They always created turnovers. They held teams to teams could not throw on them on third down at all because the pass rush was just horrendous. Um, God, they're, they're terrible. I'm not sure that they can beat the Bears, <laughs> and the Bears are awful. Uh, but like you said, and I, it, it, the injuries is another thing we can touch on. Uh, I've got a list of them here. And, and, and you know, I, I want to do this when I started the show, but I'm in Lincoln Hawks stage. It's grind time in the NFL because you got to go out and find these players that you don't know who they are, and somehow they they erupt. And uh, luckily, I, I got a little snip in our little league last week. I got a little win that possibly – uh, Damian Harris was coming off the IR in New England, snagged him up when nobody was looking. Might have found a diamond in the rough here in the future at New England in, in our league. I don't know. I hope I did because I need to run back. Uh, but uh, hey, man, I, I need one too. But I, I can tell you, I, I'm pulling for you. But I can tell you, I've been down that New England running back road. And it ain't it's, no good. It? It's it's a buffy one, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a buffy one. It's good. It's it's good one week and then not so great the next. But I hear you, man. It's it's just a it's a battle this year, like I've never seen before. Um, it is just an absolute struggle, uh, especially at their running back position. Well, these guys are going down left and right, and there there's no one out there that you feel comfortable uh, even even picking up to try to try to replace them with. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just brutal, man. I mean, I think another thing, too, that makes it hard is these these teams are using three running backs to, uh, uh, a lot. You know, especially when you're, you're shaped, the Chargers, they use three running backs when they're healthy. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've, we've seen the league going in that direction. Uh, I mean, it's it's really thrown a, thrown a wrench in the works for fantasy players the last few years. We've seen this running back by committee. Um, organizations not wanting to pay these stud running backs. And then when they do pay them, they want to kind of protect them a little bit. Um, so there are very few um, what we'd call bell cow running backs left in the NFL at this moment. Um, you know, a couple come to mind, Christian McCaffrey, who's hurt, um, Ezekiel Elliott for the uh, Cowboys, um, but their they're passing offense has been so potent and they've been trailing in so many games that it's kind of hurting his numbers. But 
Um, he is a guy that you can count on for volume. Uh, Dalvin Cook comes to mind. Um, Alvin Kamara, although he's primarily a pass catcher out of the backfield, um, but he's a he's a stud putting up big time numbers. Um, but outside of that, maybe there's somebody I'm missing um, that, that you can think of. But man, it's it's tough at running back this year. Absolutely. So injuries, uh, not making it easier. The center uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, Joe Looney, went down at the MCL spring. Out, out going to be going to be out for a few weeks. But uh, I mean, you got to think MCL, MCL sprains uh, is a lateral motion injury. So I imagine when he gets back, it's going to be it ain't going to be good. Um, uh, tight end number one for Green Bay out for the year, torn ACL, Josiah Dugara. Uh, Bucks are an interesting thing. I, we talked about earlier Fournette game time decision this week. Um, Howard torn Achilles out for the year. Uh, didn't let Godwin, Evans, Scott Miller, Justin Watson practice today. And and you kind of mentioned to me earlier that could have been a safety precaution. We don't know how serious those guys. Little they're probably just banged up a little bit, if I'm guessing. Uh, so the question is: Is Gronk going to get finally get some love? Uh, I mean, I cannot figure this out. Bruce Arians dramatically the other day was asked about Gronk's uh, uh, offensive production. He's like, he's a tight end. Uh, we have receivers that catch balls. And I'm sitting here thinking this is the best tight end that's ever played the game. We're not throwing it to him, but whatever. Um, that could be an ego thing. Cleo Mack left practice today with a knee injury. Um, game time decision, who knows. Uh, Jones, Jones, uh, Julius, uh, Julio Jones from Atlanta re-injured his uh, ongoing life-threatening hamstring injury that happens every year. Uh, Mike Thomas, we still don't know what's going on with him. Uh, of course, Cam Newton, COVID-19, uh, out at least one more week. Um, Austin Eckler, hamstring as well, and a lot of pain on the sidelines. They're saying four to six weeks, but oh yeah, hamstrings, we don't know. I mean, they, they can heal in two weeks. Or they could never heal right ever again. Uh, the a big another big blow, uh, Chubb down for uh, the Browns. Knee yeah. Injury. Uh, he's he's gonna be he's an unknown factor. Uh, yeah. So Kareem Kareem Hunt owners are are feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah and I I can't stand it that Cupcakes got him in our league. Oh, no. Good things. You're in, you're, in, you're in so good, man. <laughs> good things happen to that prick so much. It's just ridiculous. So, uh, um. Uh, yeah, um, I got a little bad luck uh, this weekend in fancy. Uh, I was dominating all day against our boy Brian Ray. Not saying that I deserved to win or anything, but I was just I was in the lead all day. Let's just say, and uh, with uh, and the last the last drive, Chicago on a cleanup drive, throw the ball to his receiver every single play and the guy goes from 3.2 fantasy points to 17 fantasy points in a matter of minutes on the last a single drive one single drive uh threw it to him every play for the last whole series um which was enough for him to be beat me by 14 points that's how many he had on the last drive is what it is also he also had Minshew who scored a, a, a no need touchdown at the buzzer to to score so Ran into a little bad luck. I mean, I know I don't – obviously, with Barkley going down on my team, it uh, seems like I get the best every week of somebody. That's okay. Uh, it's a long season. A lot of people get injured. Things are changing every week. Uh, like you said, uh, with your injuries, you know, you're, you're tied for the lead in our league, but there's a possibility you could be last place at the end of the year with your yeah. injury situation. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm somehow three and one. Um, 
won this week. Very fortunate to, to beat Travis somehow. I, I don't know how. I think my running backs combined for like three points, literally. Um, so yeah, man, um, I'm I'm three and one, but I'm in a very I'm a very I'm like the Bears three. <laughs> I'm the I'm the our league version of the Bears. I'm three and one, but everybody knows I'm terrible. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's going to happen, man. But yeah, it's it's just brutal out there. Um, these guys are going down left and right, and, and it's it's really making a scramble this year, man. We've had to work for it more than ever uh, so far, so. It's tough. It's tough. I, I've kind of been turning my focus slowly but surely towards DFS um, versus uh, season long uh, just because of all the injuries. But um, we're even seeing an effect DFS, man. These guys are going down mid-game, and and it's killing lineups left and right. You're right. So now we got the injuries out of the way. We've already hit on Bill O'Brien out. The real question is, uh, there should be two more coaches following suit very soon. How does Dan Quinn have a job right now in Atlanta? They have I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know, man. Um, unless they just decided they're going to ride this season out and then make a change at the end of the year. Um, that's my only explanation. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know how, how he still has a job, to be honest. Um, he, he's been a great coach for the organization that might have something to do with it. Um, maybe they're just gonna let him finish out the year, but man, there's so much wasted talent in Atlanta, um, that it's, that is pretty gross. Um, you know, they've, they've had all this offensive firepower, uh, for years and, and have a Super Bowl trip to show for it, but that's about it. And I think it's pretty safe to say the, the Dan Quinn area is wrapping up in Atlanta. Yes, I I would agree one thousand um, percent. So another coach that should be following suit soon. I'm gonna throw some stats out here that's gonna just make your just mind explode. Matt Patricia in Detroit. Um, since he's been there, they're ten twenty six and one. Okay. Um, ten twenty six and one. So they've won ten games, Joe, yep. out of thirty seven. Or sorry, sorry, ten twenty-five and one misadded there. So out of thirty-six games, they've won ten. Of the twenty-five and games they've lost in the one game, one game that they uh, tied, they've had the lead after the first quarter in eighteen of those games, Joe. Eighteen of those games, they had a fourteen to nothing lead against the Saints. We've said it week in, week out. They've had a really good team on paper for a few years. Um, now, obviously, Stafford going down last year, but Trisha's got to be out. Yeah. Week eight. He's got to be out by week eight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He should be gone. Um, the Lions are a pretty talented team, like, like we've talked about, man. They can't seem to put four quarters together. Um, but, yeah, I think Patricia is definitely not the answer up there. Um, another another coach that, that probably won't make it through the year is Adam Gaze in New York. I mean, unless it's just an organizational decision, they'll just let him coach the year out and then start fresh at the end of the year. Um, but you have to figure he's gone too, man. Um, they're definitely struggling. So, yeah, man, there's there's probably five, six coaches around the league that, that either might not make it through the year or will be gone at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and back on the lines real quick, uh, Matt Patricia is doing himself zero favors in the press conference. He, he's got – he coaches like – this is what I've been told. He coaches like Belichick, personality-wise. He press conferences like Belichick. He might get a little bit more personal, but not much. That's all well and good when you go 
twelve and four every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you win, so, when you win Super Bowls, you can you can kind of be that way. But yeah. when you're uh, when you're struggling to win games as the Lions head coach, it, it might help to be a little more savvy with the media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard. I can't remember the is T.J. Lane maybe or T.J. Lamb. He was a All Pro guard, I think, for him uh, in his first year. He did an interview on McAfee and was saying that. Like in week 12, he had him and another Pro Bowl offensive line, uh, offensive linemen working on their fundamentals in week 12. Uh, and like, he's like, 90% of our practice was fundamentals and 10% was game plan. Like, we get to like Friday and not even know what the game plan was on the team we were playing. And it's like, what's going on here, man? And just, right. I think it's more do it my way, no matter what kind of coaching. And I think it's pretty well documented that uh, you got to have a little bit mm -hmm. of personality with these players yeah yeah and I, I've always thought um you know when when teams have a habit of coming out firing um coming out looking really good at the start of games uh but continually losing games a lot of that's on the coaching man that's that's failing to make adjustments um that's failing the game plan failing to know your opponent um you know they're they're coming out playing well early and and letting a lot of these games slip away, and, and I think a lot of that goes back to the coach and the coaching staff. So, yeah, man, he's he's been a bust up there. Um, another team that's been really talented offensively for several years, and has kind of squandered it. Um, so I, I look for him to be gone sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's right. So week five coming up. Uh, I'm gonna hit on a couple of games I'm interested in watching. Um, Buffalo at Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. yeah. Uh, we don't know what the Tennessee roster is going to look like yet uh, because of the COVID, uh, all the positive tests. However, they are slated to play uh, at 1 o'clock. Um, and another game that, to me, uh, is going to be intriguing is we're going to find out kind of where the Colts and the Browns are. They're both 3-1. and one, um, And really, the Colts probably should be 4-0. But uh, Browns are 3-1. and one. I really don't think either team is for real. However – um, you got to think uh, – to me, it's just going to be an interesting game uh see that what those coaching staffs do. I want to say that L Las Vegas and Kansas City could be a good game um, with the coaching staffs matched up, but I don't know. Uh, any other – any game you're interested in watching? Uh, definitely Buffalo-Tennessee. I'm, I'm all in on that game. Yeah, Buffalo-Tennessee, just, from a, just a, from a fan and, a, and an interesting football game standpoint, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, definitely, definitely targeting uh, – Carolina, Atlanta, um, you can look at both sides of that matchup. Um, I, I think there's going to be some offensive fireworks in that one. And then Dallas and New York, um, like I said, we, we want to continue to target these Cowboys. Um, the Giants haven't shown much um, in any sense this year. Um, so it's hard to be hard to be too excited about that side of the ball, though I would look at Darius Slayton because fast receivers that, that run deep routes have been torching Dallas. So I look at Darius Slate and that as a as a good boomer bust option, um, but those two stick out. Minnesota, Seattle Sunday night, so it's not on the <clears throat> main DraftKings slate, but that should be a good one for fantasy purposes also. Um, but yeah, man, those are the ones that really stick out. And and like you said, the Colts and Browns, um, they'll they'll be a little uh, proven to be done there with two three and one teams. Um, I think you'll see the Colts. Uh, defense kind of grab a hold of that one, uh, especially with Chubb out. Uh, I, th I think 
Hunt's a really good complimentary back. I don't know that he's going to be a, a great three-down back, and I don't even know that they're going to use him in that role. Um, I think you saw uh, the Ernest Johnson come in there Sunday and get quite a bit of work, and, and we might continue to see that as they, they want, might want to keep punting kind of the same role that he's been playing. Um, I think we'll see a, a bump in volume, but um, I don't think he's automatically going to turn into an every-down back. Um, especially facing a tough Indianapolis defense that's legit. Um, so, yeah, that, that should be a good matchup as well. Yeah, you never know when Hunt's going to come in and drop kick the opposition, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> my name is Andrew Putters. This is Joe Nicely. And uh, you've listened to the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast Sunday Stroll Edition. Talk to you next week, folks. Go!